you've got a Bible with you, we're going to turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. And I'm going to recant a really uh, famous story in the Bible when Elijah was taken to heaven and Elisha received the mantle that he needed. Uh, Let's pray just for a moment. Heavenly Father, would you speak to us from your word? Would you teach us deep in our hearts? Would you be the teacher today? We need to hear from you. So Holy Spirit, we ask you now to speak to us directly from your word. Amen. You know, in 2 Kings chapter 2, it's a time where... It's almost like the time we're in now. It was a time of great uncertainty. It was a time when things were changing. The king had just died. But more importantly than that, key spiritual leadership was changing. For some reason, everybody knew that Elijah was going and they didn't know Uh, why, and they didn't know how it was going to happen, but everybody knew there was a big change going on. And what happens is, is that Elijah and Elisha walk around, and he takes him on a journey, and I'll explain that in a moment. And then a a massive wind and chariot comes down, takes up Elijah, and and there's a cry, oh, the horsemen, the chariots of Israel, and Elijah's taken off up into heaven after they've crossed over Jordan and, and the mantle of Elijah falls down, Elisha picks it up and he says, where now is the God of Elijah? And smacks the river Jordan, it opens again and he walks back on side and everybody knows that Elisha has got Elijah's spirit. It's a dramatic story, but it's a story where everybody's uncertain. And although everybody knew there were big changes afoot, they didn't really know what was going to happen. And that's exactly where we are today. Everybody on the news, all of your friends are saying, oh, things are different, things have changed. I want to take a few minutes today to be able to minister to you for a little bit of how are we going to get through this time of change? What things are God's going to give us insight about so that we can thrive and not just survive, so that we can be growing and being bigger people and being deeper people and stronger people or to get through this time rather than withering in fear, rather than thinking to ourselves, oh, this is awful, this has changed everything and I don't know what to do. Actually, God wants to take you through a journey, and what he wants to do is to not just get you through this time, but to build some things into your life so that you can actually come out of this time stronger, so that you can come out of this time more wise, and so that you can come out of this time a better Christian. Because actually what God is doing is establishing his church to stand on their own individual two feet. And we need each other. We need each other uh, more than we've ever needed each other before. But we need each other also to be able to say, well, God, I'm standing with you for me. And when Elisha said, where now is the God of Elijah? What he meant was, is that, okay, if it worked for him, it's got to work for me where I am now. 
And I just want to prophesy and, and tell you today that where you are in your home, God wants to strengthen you for you so that you can make it strongly through this time. You know, there was a, there was a time when Elijah was leaving then and, and Elisha joins him. And one of the things that we notice about Elisha is, is he won't just be put off and he sticks with God's plan right to the end. I want to say to you, stick with what God's doing. Don't just wither and, and, and give up. Walk with God now. And what Elijah does, he takes Elijah, Elisha, Elijah takes Elisha to four key places. And I'm going to take you to those four key places and uh, shows him four key places and reminds him of what God did there. And that's how Elisha was discipled to receive the new mantle. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to take you to four key places so you can get through this time. But you know what? On that journey, there were two challenges that Elisha had to face. The first thing was, is that while he was walking along, Elijah always invites him to stop and to not continue. And you know, that's one of the challenges that we have. We've always got a challenge to opt out. And Elisha says, no, no, I'm going to continue on. You know, there's always a challenge, isn't there, for us to say, you know what, I'm giving up. Whereas James, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 4, tells us, let perseverance finish its work so that we can be mature, complete, not lacking anything. So what I want to say to you today is, don't give up. God's got us in this situation, and he's pruning us, he's growing us, but this is a time now for us to press on and press on with God. Several times, Elisha was asked, do, do you want to stop here, or do you want to learn the whole lesson? Don't stop halfway. Let's press through. The second challenge that Elisha faced is that everybody he met said something like this, don't you know that Elijah's going today? Don't you know there's a big change on the horizon? But they didn't really know what that change meant. And what Elisha did, he shut down the voices of uncertainty. He said, yeah, I know that something's happening, but you be quiet because I'm focusing on following through with God. You know, we have got to shut down the voices of uncertainty that are all around us. I want to counsel you, don't watch the news continually. Don't have the, the, the 24-hour news cycle going on in the background and you're picking up every twist and turn. Do you know that even though the news are reporting that, that many people are dying from this virus, also, I can report to you today that my friend Mark McClurg is healed, coming out of ICU, and is going home to his family tomorrow, and God's healed him of that coronavirus. I want to report to you today that I, I, I've known that over 900 people were healed yesterday in Italy of the coronavirus. And so what I wanted to say to you today is shut down the voices of uncertainty that say we won't make it through this. We are going to make it through this. Now, I'm not being unrealistic. I believe in the next few days and weeks, we've got some tough things to face us. But you can't fill your life 
with the voices of uncertainty and the voices of doubt all the time. You've got to remember what the Lord wants to do with you and hold on to him. And that's what Elisha did. He shut down all the voices of uncertainty and says, be quiet. I don't want to hear it. I want to follow God. So Elijah took Elisha to four places. The first place that he took him to or came from was was Gilgal. Gilgal was a place when Israel came over into the promised land that they'd set up memorial stones to remember what God had done and how he had delivered them. You know, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, and he will heal this one too. You know, we need to... First of all, if we're going to get through this, we need to remember what God has already done for us. You know, some of you are addicts, and now you're not. Some of you are thieves, and now you're not. Some of you are lost, hopeless, and lonely, and now that you're not, you are saved. You belong to God. Some of you, even now, can come to God today and say, will you save me? And that will happen right where you are. You know, I want us to remember what God has done for us. I remember that I was a young man who thought that Walt Disney wrote the script of life. My only attitude was to have a good time. And then God saved me and showed me that was the more to life than just pleasure. There was more to life than just messing about. Actually, I am grateful to God today of what he's already done in my life. Would you just thank God wherever you are of what God has already done? God wants to take you to Gilgal. You know, we bought some stones for our Mother's Day and we weren't able to share them with you. But maybe you could go out into your garden and you could pick out a stone or if you're on one of your exercise walks or something and pick out a stone and and take it back and put it on your coffee table and say, I'm going to remember what God has done for me. Some of you, you need to understand, don't forget what God has already done. He's done so much. And remember, he's already died on the cross for us. He's already saved us. The second place that Elijah took Elisha was he took him to Bethel. And Bethel was the place of altars, the place of first worship. It was the place where Abraham first worshipped the Lord. It was the place where Jacob had incredible worship with the Lord. It was the place where David uh, brought back some priests to teach people how to worship. It was a, a place of worship. It was the place of the altar. And if we're going to get through this time, we need to set up an altar. And what God's teaching us is, is that we have to set up an altar where we are. We have to worship God for who we are. We, We have to begin to renew our encounter and covenant with God. You see, what God wants to do in order for us to get through this time is to help us to establish an altar of worship. Now, it's great, it's great that when we worship together, but what God's doing is he's saying to us, you know, in this temporary moment of not gathering together, build a Bethel at your home. And that's how you'll get through it. You'll build a worship place. It's great to come together online, and that's appropriate and right. 
but every single day renew your fresh encounter with God. And that's what Elijah was reminding Elisha. He was saying, can you see Bethel? Build an altar and always keep a consecrated place in your heart between you and God. And then Elijah took Elisha to Jericho. And for the Israelites, Jericho was that place that was the hard place, the the challenge place, the place that was the most difficult thing that they ever faced. In fact, Jericho was the first lockdown. The Bible says that when they first looked at Jericho, it was locked in tight and no one came in or out of the city. Actually, they were model citizens as far as this uh, uh, situation was. They were in lockdown. But I want to say to you, God wants to meet you in your hard place, in your hardest challenge. God wants you to fulfill The fact that he can break through your most difficult place. The place of of the seeming impossible. The place where, where you don't really know what to do. Well, here's the key. When the people of Israel overtook and, and destroyed Jericho, They didn't do it through military strategy. Actually, it was a strange thing. They walked around it and shouted and praised. It was the weirdest thing. And that teaches us a lesson that with the seeming impossible, we have to do what God asks us to do and nothing else. And in this moment, I want you to begin to say, God, what are you saying? Do you remember when Jesus changed water into wine at the Cana of Galilee? Mary said to the servants, do whatever he asked you to do. It must have seemed strange to Joshua to, you know, for the Jericho to walk around it and blow trumpets and shout instead of uh, throw military armor at it. But actually it was what God was asking him to do. During this time, in your hardest challenge... Do what only he says. Don't strive. Don't try and work it out. But simply do what God says. When you face the impossible, the key is to do what God is telling you to do. So right where you are in your home right now, with some of your personal challenges, what's God saying? You've been hearing it. You just haven't done it. You haven't given up that addiction and you know that God's telling you to go a day without it. You know that God is saying, go and forgive that person. You know that God is saying to trust him for some provision. You know, in this time, uh, you know, I I just want to say to you that doing your finances God's way is going to be the right thing to do because Even though it seems impossible, God is going to come through. So the key to our Jericho is simply do what you know God is asking you to do. And he tells us what to do in the Bible. So Elijah took Elisha. First of all, 
He took him to Gilgal so he could remember the good things that God had already done. And then he took him to Bethel and reminded him to build an altar of consecration and encounter. And then he takes him to Jericho so he can say, I'm the God of the impossible and I can break through the impossible. Just do what I'm saying. And then lastly, Elijah takes Elisha to the banks of the River Jordan. He rolls up his cloak hits the water, the waters part, and they walk through on dry land. And Elijah says, you need to understand that he is the God of the breakthrough. He's the God of the stepping into new areas. You see, while we're all on lockdown, while we're all on hunkering down and bringing our borders in, We think that God isn't going to ask us to do something new. But God's asking you to do something new, even in this time. I did something new the other day. I knocked on every one of my neighbor's doors. I didn't knock knock so they'd open. I pushed a little card through and said, hey, if you need any help. And, you know, I've never done that before. God's asking me to do new things, even in this time. Don't get your mind so set that you can't do anything because God, to get you through this time, is going to take you to Jordan where you step into new areas of service. Isaiah 43 says this, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're going to gain some meaning and we're going to gain some insight, and we're going to learn to thrive if we'll deepen in what God has done. And thank him for the cross, and thank him for the things that he's already done for you. We need to deepen in renewing our connection with God and build that new altar and say, God, I'm coming back to you. I want to build Bethel in my home and in my life. We're going to deepen in what God is doing as we trust him for the difficult that we just calmly say, whatever you say, God, I'm going to do it. And we're going to deepen in this time as we step out in new areas. As we begin to say, well, God, I can't serve you in the way that I used to, but here's a new opportunity I can serve you. And what happened was is that Elijah went across Jordan and the chariots came and took him to heaven And a mantle fell down. And that's where our story closes today. That a new mantle falls on Elisha. And I want to ask you today, are you ready for the new mantle, the new commission that God has for you? God has allowed us to be separate because he's dropping new mantles on people's lives and new ways of serving him. New life and new power. In fact... That's what happened. Elisha crossed with Elijah with Elijah's power. And then Elijah says, what do you want? And he says, I want double of what you've got. And he said, you've asked a hard thing. But if you can stick around and see this thing through, it will happen. The mantle falls. And Elisha then rolls up the cloak and the mantle, hits the Jordan and says this, where now? is the God of Elijah. In other words, where now is my God? Is the God that's going to help me? 
is the God who's going to strengthen me personally. It doesn't, it's not Pastor Mark's God. It's not BCC's God. It's not the elders' God. It's my God, and I want that power. You know what, Kevin, I wonder if we could, you could just come back and we begin to worship the Lord because that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to place a new mantle of anointing and power on you so that you can get through this time stronger than you've ever been before. I want to strengthen you in the spirit today. I want to speak into your heart and into your life today to say this is going to be a time for you where you receive more of God's power than you've ever received before, that you will say, where now is the God that Pastor Mark talks about? Where now is the God of Elijah? I want that mantle for myself. Ask God for personal power, and you're going to thrive. You're going to thrive because you've remembered what God has already done. You're going to thrive because you've built your own altar of worship. You're going to thrive because you've listened to him in the difficult situations and you've obeyed his voice. And you're going to thrive because you're going to take the opportunities to step into new areas of service. You're going to thrive because you're going to say, I need this power for me now, Lord. Fill me now. Right wherever you are in your home, would you just open your hands to him? If you're watching in Sturchley, if you're watching in North Birmingham and South Birmingham, East Birmingham, West Birmingham, if you're watching beyond in, in Market Drayton, if you're watching in Wigan, if you're watching anywhere you're watching, just hold your hand out right now and say, God, I want power for me. I want that mantle to fall on me. I'm going to get through this time, more than just get through this time. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be anointed by you. Come on, say that over your life. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be anointed. I'm going to be filled. God is going to help me. God is going to provide for me. Holy Spirit now. Just fill me with your power. Holy Spirit. Let's sing together, shall we? Let's worship him. And just as we sing this, just keep your hands held out and just say, God, fill me. Fill me. I need personal power. Holy Spirit.